Slice Audio. I know what we were talking about how the how how is the knife works oh, they- <laughs> store open? The same people who own lizards shop at the same demo. That's- we're trying. Okay, let's just, <laughs> let's just start the show. We'll just get into it this way, I guess. Here we go. There we go. The Book of Rock podcast. <laughs> so we're sitting in the cast meeting. If you've never listened to this show, we've got a group of content creators, and a couple times a week we just get together, pitch bits. It's called a cast meeting. And I started today's meeting with, all right, guys, I want to monetize pets. I want to make, I want to make some pet money, goddammit. We need a little pet money. You know, there's the, you bring in the Humane Society with their sad-ass dog that's got one eye and no ears, and it's got a, you know, pencil jammed in its kidney, and you sadly go, who's going to, who's going to, you know what I mean? They're going to kill this thing if you don't take it. Right. You can make a little money off that. I want to monetize pets. <laughs> And so then <laughs> but, but we came up with some <laughs> we came up with some pretty good pet ideas. This is what this is what I wrote down. Uh, pet money. We can do a shelter dog show. Yeah. I thought that would be good. And then a look alike like people who look like their pets contest. I like that too. That's a pretty good bit. What else we got here? We got uh I didn't love dog olympics as much as I did in the meeting. Everyone thinks their dog can do stuff. Yeah, and I think it'll, you know what I mean? Like, ooh, watch him sit. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I can't give a shit. <laughs> I did like the pet makeover one where we, like, take the ugly shelter dog and fits it up so it doesn't get gassed. <laughs> it's a good bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to get to the knife work store. We had a weird, we thought it'd be fun to do, a, like, who's got the weird pets. And what you people need to know about Western South Dakota is we have areas you know, where there's a lot of survivalists and, like, hillbillies. And there's just people, you know, like, think of a guy who owns a lizard, right? I know too many people have lizards. And, like, though, and, and then later on in the meeting, uh, we were talking about, I don't know if this is, is Knife Works a franchise? I don't think it's a franchise, but there's every In mall, every mall you go to, yeah. there's a fucking sword store. Where you buy weird knives and there's throwing stars and there's just a weird fat bearded guy working there and you can buy like a suit of armor and shit, right? And like somehow a vape of some sorts, you know what I mean? Like in Keystone, the tourist attraction had, oh, every 14-year-old boy, you can get a knife there or a throwing star. I get tourism knives. That's a different deal. I'm talking about weirdo knife store mall guys. Those are guys who own lizards. And snakes. You could. We're an advertising company. We can all. We can. We call it the Knife Works plan. You find every lizard owner. You know what I mean. Someone owns a spider as a pet. Dungeons and Dragons weirdos. I mean that with respect. You know what I mean. Those are the. the you know, only a couple of pockets of people. People who are forty six and live with mom and dad. Also, probably <laughs> no shade, but shop at the Knife Works store, in the mall. Which are, arguably are the worst knives you can possibly get or at that store. I don't know how they're still open. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't go to a ton of malls like I used to, but in every mall you go to that's still open, there's that one store, and there's like a big broadsword in the thing, and a you know a bunch of weird Japanese shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how you been, man? I missed you. Yeah, Good to be right. home. Fuck, I missed you guys. Yeah, we missed probably doesn't too. feel like it in a meeting, does it? <laughs> I don't know if you do miss me. At the, no, trust this, me. This time of the year, this time of year especially. Because uh, I have some coworkers, not gonna say any names. Don't get anything done when you're gone. Oh, and it gets a little frustrating. Oh, 
So we had the watchful eye of Murdoch around some shit. No, if that's as helpful as, <laughs> as helpful as you think it is. <laughs> um, hey, did you hear Enchilada Ron's is closing? Really? You know Enchilada Ron? You're the first person. Am I thinking the right spot? No, yeah. that's it's this a little tiny spot. Yeah, a little right? tiny hug guy. Yeah. And he don't have like a website or anything. No. He's not really in business. It was like half a fucking dude in a camper. It, it was weird hours too. Yeah, like, he's only like open like Thursday at three o'clock. Yeah, or and like Sundays at six, and go fuck yourself otherwise. Yeah, he's shutting her down. Oh, yeah, end of an era. Like real authentic enchiladas. Too. It was pretty good, wasn't yeah. it? Someone, someone's like, "Hey, what are the good Mexican places in town?" And I'm like, "Dude, you got to go to Enchilada Runs." And they're like, "No, these are like business. I can't just take him to the weirdo guy in the camper." I'm like, "Well, you ask Enchilada Runs where you go." I like the one that's on uh, High Sega, the old fireside. They got a nice Mexican up there. A nice Mexican up there. I'm trying to think of what the name of it. Um, uh, tipo, uh, Tico. Uh, I can't speak Spanish, so. <laughs> uh, two years of Spanish, I can't remember a word of it. Did you take two years of Spanish? Oh, yeah, yeah, but it was like New Underwood Spanish, where the fuck you went to school. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad because my Spanish teacher didn't know how to speak Spanish. We learned everything from textbooks. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, I mean, that's what you assume in South Dakota. Yeah. I mean, that's what South Dakota Spanish price sounds like. Um, what I missed last week? Anything fun? Uh, I feel like we did a bunch of stuff, and I just can't keep track of it all right now. Let me tell you what's back. You know what's back? Guess what's back? Backstreet? I don't know. What's back? Fat season's back. All right. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's winter fat season. I'm I am too... 39. That's what the scale said Monday. I gained 10 pounds. I'm Fucking sure ribeye and martini right season. Now. You think you just picked it, it up? This Yeah, this last week. So all these people are bringing in cookies Everything. and shit. You just can't get away from it. I try. I tried so hard. I've decided I'm going to, I just took, I'm going to, we're going to take a couple weeks off. We're just like, don't, meaning, <laughs> fuck it. Enjoy yourself. And we'll worry, let's worry about it in January, buddy. The thing is that they're not even really great cookies or anything. They're just here. All of our weirdo hippies brought in. Monday, there was like six boxes of like, I brought some gluten-free this or that. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Fine. I don't know why. It shouldn't agitate me as much. It's a little okay boomer to be annoyed about it. But it's like, I brought in gluten-free this. I brought in gluten-free that. You used to just be able to bring in some desserts and not worried about killing everybody. Yeah. Although you know what doesn't exist here, no one gives a shit about peanut allergies at Home Slice. You can bring, you can, you can slather peanut butter on your hands and wipe it across every kid who walks in here. It's three trays of mixed nuts everywhere. There's nuts everywhere <laughs> in here, but there's not an ounce of gluten. <laughs> That's just true. <laughs> just don't. I just you know we got a weird scale of what we're worried about. I guess I don't want to sound rude, but I'm getting so tired of the gluten-free people here talking about their they're gluten. into it here. They're talking oh. about it like they're about, like they're talking about it how I used to talk about the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> Holy shit! They are talking, but like I don't know also about Dave Matthews. No, oh yeah, I was into that for a long time, dude. You couldn't you for a couple of years there. Like if you if you wanted to be my friend, I would make you sit and listen to like the try dating me in late nineties when the live at Luther College double album oh, came live out. One. Oh yeah, that live that there. live acoustic <laughs> record, you know, with like that nine minute version of two step. It's so good. Oh yeah, I was a Dave fan. I could do it now. I could fake it. <laughs> I can't. You see it, you know. That's a that's a that's a that's a whole vibe. Like the old like the. The dad, 
version of a Dave Matthews fan. You know what I mean? Like, just a little beaten down by life and taxes and shit, but like still trying to party. You know what I mean? Just hanging out in the corner of that barbecue. Dave, man. I listened to a bunch of Dave Matthews uh, last week when I was on my train. You get a lot of road time. I'll imagine. Listen to some, what did I used to listen? Listen to some old 90s. I know, this is what I learned about myself. I am apparently an idiot savant when it comes to cake lyrics. The band Cake. I do like cake. I like cake too. Apparently, I know every word off the first record from 1994. They didn't even have a hit off that record. The only hit, they remember Rock and Roll Lifestyle? Uh. Dent. Dent, 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 I know there's a song called Mr. Mastodon Farm. Uh, yeah. But no, I don't even think the people in Cake have heard that song since they put it out. <laughs> They've certainly never played it live. And I'm just listening to it, you know? And I can, birds fall from the window ledge above mine. Then they flap their wings at the last second. I know every why why do I know that this is why I didn't do good in school you unlocked some memory that that flooded back to you all week long I've been worried that like maybe I should have been an engineer but like in 1994 I just chalked my brain full of worthless fucking cake lyrics <laughs> you could have had a cure to something in there I bombed Korea every night that's what I know <laughs> don't know any cancer cures but I know Jolene and it's not the it's not the cover. They did their own version. Oh yeah, that's right. I kind of good record too. Yeah, it's a good song. That Fashion Nugget record, like legit though, that's pretty good. It's got that. That's the one with Frank Sinatra on it. Yeah. They did. That's the they covered "I Will Survive" on that record. I don't think I remember that. That's one. pretty good. They do a very good cover of that because they got that trumpet. You know. I need to revisit some of that. Good. Song. Old cake's pretty good. There's a song on there called uh, "Sad Songs and Waltzes." And it's one of the best country songs. It's about this dude. He's, um, I'm writing a song all about how you cheated. A real song that's as real as my tears. All this song. But no need to fear it. Because no one will hear it. The sad songs <laughs> and waltzes aren't selling this year. It's a fucking great country song, man. <laughs> but that's what's in my head instead of factual knowledge that could help America. Just shit about hating Trump and cake lyrics. <laughs> Maybe that's helping somebody, though. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's not helping anybody. I think it's probably helping some. Yeah, I uh, traveled South Dakota last week. I was in quite the hotel tour. <laughs> Did you get a hotel or were you in motels? I don't motel it anymore. I'm pretty strict. This company is fairly generous about my hotel rules because I require my- Okay, so we've grown yes. quite a ways, too. In the beginning days of this company, it was still in the olden days where, like, Rob and I would butt-to-butt it in one hotel room. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, it's not like we're taking, you know, some of our trips are to Nashville and fun towns, but some of our trips are to Mobridge, South Dakota, or Lemon. I talk about Lemon a lot on this show. <laughs> There's not a great, you know what I mean? There's a hotel with a hotel bar sure. and a concierge service and fucking valet and what someone where the good wine. See, you know... We've grown quite not well. My divaness has grown quite a bit because now <laughs> even on fishing, <laughs> this is going to make me sound bad. On a business level, you can understand that you don't want to share a room with a person, and sure. I need my own space. And I generally need a few hours in the morning of my own time and my own phone to conduct business with you guys. I, you know, yeah. that's usually when I'm working with you guys in the morning and the afternoons, and then you know meetings in between. But that's fine. That's business. 
So I need my own room and I need my own space and I can just bullshit justify that, right? You know what I make my dad? My dad and I are going fishing next July and he's bringing in his Canadian buddies. I hadn't seen these guys for 20, you know what I mean? This is sure. an exciting trip. Maybe the last time all of us will all get together with our schedules and et cetera right. until it's somebody's fucking funeral. And still, I'm like, listen, dude, I need my own. Sp- I need my own. We have to rent me a camper <laughs> or something. <laughs> what if my dad calls it so you can have your meditation time? Did he say that? Yes. Really? <laughs> he loves me so much. He's like, we'll get you your own room so you can have your meditation time. That is how courteous I have now expect my family to be to me. <laughs> Hard being related to me. <laughs> that's nice of him. I, that's what I thought, too. You want me to go? I got a writer. That's just what it is. <laughs> Sorry. I wish I didn't. But I got to spend all my time trying to monetize pets, Dean. Hey, you remember old bits that bombed? I try and block those. Out. Oh, you do? Yeah. I remember every one. I was, I wanted to bring in, I tried to find some old bits of mine from like 2001 that would have been on, they're on cassette. That's how old they are. I have to like burn them off a cassette to, in order to bring them into you guys. And I have an old school cassette player. And so I'm just, I got old boxes of old cassettes of old bits, right? And like, I didn't, I remember this specifically. This was from college radio where we had, there was a TV class called um, uh, 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 Radio and TV Production. Okay. Okay. And we have, who I've talked about many times on this show called Dave Diamond. He was our dude. And this was a little, and so the assignment in the class was you brought in a piece of long form content it can be whatever you want it can be you reading a book you doing the end of a dickens novel okay you doing a comedy bit you doing the news it didn't have to be funny and i was like oh this is my chance i'm gonna show this entire class that i'm the shit and there is no i'm the next howard stern okay and i came up there was this old i didn't even write it i ripped it off there was this old thing there's this old bit there's this old website it was really funny that was called Rusty is a Homosexual. And it was in that time frame of like 2000, 2001. It was on the right side of it all. And, and the, it was all kind of sarcastic, like making fun of people who don't understand gay marriage, et cetera. Okay. Through, through text and images. And it was all very funny. And I thought it was very funny. And I thought very cutting edge. And it's going to sound like I'm gay hating, but not in actuality. Problem is, what I didn't know at the time... If that doesn't work if you didn't have the visual bits to go with it. So sure. I'm just doing this sarcastic read, and I got, and I'm like, okay, and I'm gonna show them how good I am at editing. And I had whiz bangs and sound effects, and it was like four and a half minutes long. And it was bombing, bombing. Like, so the first, you know, you know, when you make something and you think you're gonna bring it to the cast meeting, yeah. and you put that first little joke in it 20 seconds in, and you're like, Got him. Yeah. This is where I'll get him. Nothing. Crickets. First stroke goes by, and it dawns on me then, as I'm playing it to him, oh, no, this sounds like I don't like gay people because they can't pick up the sarcasm. <laughs> and Dave Diamond, in all, in, in, like, I think he did this on purpose. This is how good of a teacher he was. You know how you, get, you, learn, you know how you learn that lesson? In the same way, like, when I was six... 
and my mom caught me smoking cigarettes. I had to sit down and smoke the whole pack. <laughs> Dave let me sit in the uncomfortableness of a four-minute crickets, laughless bomb. All of it played. I tried to, I'm like, this isn't working, this isn't working. About two minutes in, and he goes, uh-uh, <laughs> fucking play it. And I just sat there sweating, feeling like I'm this, yeah. And I so that's the piece of audio I found. I'm like, whoop, not that one. <laughs> Should have deleted that one. So I can't bring that one. Also, my, uh, it's hard to hear me from, I got to bring it in and play it on this show just so you can hear my voice when I was 20. Hi, everybody. I'm Murdoch. It's good to see you. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be here. I can't stop talking because I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> you don't go back and listen to your old stuff? It's tough. Oh, my God. It's so rough. It's so hard, dude. It's so hard. But you got to do it if you want to be great at this. I was very mechanical as I read my things. It was very impersonable. <laughs> Yeah, very robotic. Very robotic. But look, radio was a little more robotic back then. They didn't want you to be big personality. I don't know if I've talked about this, but, but I figured out, I think, how to figure out AI. Okay. Because of a TikTok I saw. <laughs> okay. In this TikTok, it's a parrot or one of these fucking talking birds. Okay. For some reason, sidebar, for some reason, I get an obscene amount. Well, I mean, I know you get your own algorithm fed yeah. to you. So I started finding a couple of weird bird people interesting, and now I just, I'm inundated with fucking bird people. This is how you fix AI. I saw a TikTok where there's one of these talking birds and an Alexa. <laughs> okay. And they were just on a loop where the Alexa, where the bird's like, Alexa. Say do something, and but it would fuck it up because it didn't quite know how to talk to the Alexa, and the Alexa was just m slightly misinterpreting the bird, so it's in this kind of fuck up loop, right? But if you just put them in a room forever, eventually you got to go in and tweak it every now and then, right? Like you, you know, when you feed the bird, you tweak the Alexa, but eventually, won't that just kind of sort itself out, and we'll have AI? Um, that sounds theoretically possible. Yes, I think. Which one learns it first, the bird or the machine? The bird. No, I don't think so. I think Alexa finally figures out what's going on, and then like trains the bird to get to the bird's limit. But in that learning of the bird's limit, and then learning how to get the bird to its limit, it gives it just enough to go. Well, it works on birds. Now I can do it to people. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about driving home on Saturday. You get that th thought stuck in your head around, like, Kennebec, and you still got three hours to drive, and then it's like, well, God, what happened if you just let it sit for weeks? <laughs> so when I'll sit it, and I'll put it on Native American reservation radio oh, on that. Keeley FM oh. and just cruise it in, you know what I mean? Best way to listen to radio. And so Keely. you get a little meditative into them. You know, they'll do some of these dances that certainly aren't not, or they're not for me, and I don't understand them, and I'm not trying to, but... You know, they get you into a meditative rhythm where you let your mind just go and go for a while. And then this is what you come up with. You just put a talking bird in with an Alexa and give it 20 years. And it'll come out fully formed like that, like the thing, like the, the dude in the Marvel movie with the shit in his forehead. 
You, Whatever. Want, you want me to say who it is, don't you? The Vision? Vision, thank you. That's who it is. <laughs> I was waiting for you to call me nerd. <laughs> no, is Marvel nerd? Fuck, Marvels are the most money-making. Marvel's m- geek. I don't... I'm, geek is mainstream. Those yeah. Marvel movies made more money than the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Even when they lose money, they're making money. God, that's the business to get in. <laughs> making movies that... Um, hey, when am I going to see that Ringer King? I got a chance to uh, Russ showed me the rough cut of it. How is it? I think oh, once a few no. more. Of the, no, they, they needed some of the sound effects and oh, okay. that kind of put into it. Okay. And yeah, there's like, oh, we're going to cut this little part here. We're going to because I'd never actually seen the editing process, and that's kind of cool. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for another edition. Dean's learning of new things. Learning new things about Dean. <laughs> okay. So, like, about to turn 43 next month. And this is when I usually get, you know, weird about my, you know, being on the back nine. The back nine. Of life a little, okay? So, but, like, I want to, I think, let's go through it smooth this year. No, okay. no, no stresses. So, I don't bring this up because I'm, like, worried about it. But, and also, I'm feeling pretty good about it now. But I was, I got infatuated with looking at old dudes' turkey necks last week. You went through this phase last year. I know, man. It's every year. This is what this is turkey neck season. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel I'm feeling good about it though, and here's why. I saw the most handsome older gentleman wearing a scarf that looked very, you know, good. Okay. I lo- I'm and I'm like, oh, I'll just wear scarves. Sure. I feel like I can I can pull that off. You might I might have to ratchet up my like, you know, flare. When you say level. that though, I, I picture the old ranchers have the silk scarf around their neck. A little, but like a you know a city version of that. You know what I mean? Like Val Kilmer. You know, yeah, on the on the back back end of it, right? Like when I'm in the uh, nursing home, that, certainly. Yeah, but just to hide that, he would put his sure or that. Yeah, but there's a more there's a. I should have took a picture of him. I should show you. He kind of looked like um. Who did he look like? He looked. Hmm. That makes a difference. I don't look anything like that guy. So you probably got to find some big big old fellas. Was it something that had like a tie in the set? Where it, it, it wasn't together, quite or? like a dicky, like a neckerchief. It was a scarf, but it wasn't. But it wasn't silky like you see in Val Kilmer. It sure. was more. Fabric. I don't know shit about fabrics or knitting or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know shit about scarves, Dean. <laughs> but I am feeling good about if I get old enough to, or when I get old enough, which is I'm sure 20 years away. You know, if you go to rob a place, you have a mask on. Oh yeah. You then I guess if we got to get mat for a while there, I was just wearing bandanas for mask. You know what I mean? Instead of real mask, because you could get away with it in right. South Dakota. Like we cared enough about masks, but not enough to you know. Everybody was walking around like they were bank robbers for a bit <laughs> on horseback. <laughs> I tried to keep the look going for a while, where after you didn't have to wear the mask, I was keeping the neckerchief, just you know, for a little flare, for a little layer. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't write it out. It's like bringing back the pocket. Uh, yeah, pocket squares. Pocket squares. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I gotta go suit shopping next month. Oh. <sighs> Argument to maybe keep it together a little bit is I got it. You'd want to buy your suits when yeah. you're on the back end of it all. That's a nice little. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna enjoy Christmas and then and then. And then I'm not going to wait until January. The twenty On the 26th, I'm going to punch the fuck back in on, like, being healthy. And I'll be like, that guy knew when he put a scarf on for the first time. Yeah. Early scarf days. <laughs> I was talking about you last week. I was trying to describe 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, okay, so like when by the time you guys hear this, you're going to hopefully hear the last week's episode where my cannabis dispensary buddy, who's the magician, hypnotist, et cetera, did the news. And so I was trying to be like, usually my boy Dean does the news. He's my body man. And I'm, I talk about, I describe you like you're a character from 1889. He's 6'4", 6'5". He's in a big buffalo coat. He's a giant dude who does judo and shit. Like, I'm describing you as this character of like, you know, epic, uh, 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 for, you know, for when the days when you are my body man, you okay. know what I mean? We dress you appropriately. Still waiting for that buffalo coat. <laughs> I'm going, you know, when when we're there, it's on me. I'll get the buffalo okay. That won't make you buy the buffalo coat. But we're not in buffalo coat territory yet. I need, you know, I don't have the juice. <laughs> I did hear somebody hung a, a vinyl banner on uh, uh, next to the home, uh, welcome to Elsister sign. I think right now there was a, really someone hung a little. I don't know somebody from there. I don't know who it is. Hung a little homeofmarkjones.com <laughs> or something on it. Did I don't know really? if it's still there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know to Elsister, my hometown. Welcome. Thank you for listening, hometown. It, um, the 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 spike in listenership is starting to jump. I'm, it's starting to spread, I think, a little. They're probably all worried you're about to sell some stories about Maybe them. a little. I'm not. For those of you listening from the town, there's nothing I've said that's going to burn you, I promise. It's all kind of fun. No, some of my some of my friends that I've fallen out of, you know, that I'm that you you know, sure. you get back in touch with. I'll see a Facebook message like, "Oh my goodness, someone told me this shows it's so funny." And then like they'll like they'll hear the science teacher story or whatever. Right. And, yeah, yeah. And and you know what I mean? So that's kind of weird. It's weird. It's nerve-wracking a little. Someone took the time to make you a banner. I think that's to be made uh, proud. Yes. Yeah. But I don't I it, um you know, I don't want people to tell me happy birthday. I'm fine with it happening, right? <laughs> But I, as a podcast, I, you know sure. what I mean? These have to, that's how these things take off, right? But, but it, it just, I don't know. There's a level of it I, that's like odd. You drive down the interstate, you see the home of our senators here and there. Why not home of. Vermont? Right, but you don't, that makes sense if you're a senator, not if you're a guy who started doing dick jokes in 2001. There's you probably know what I mean? more people that know about you than some of our senators yeah, around maybe. here. I doubt that. God, I hope that's not true. <laughs> But I should be making more money if that is true. Um, why did I bring all that up? I thought it was interesting. I don't know. Were you going somewhere with that? I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It was somehow an Elsister thing. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It'll come back to me. How long have we been going? I don't know. You don't let me look at clocks. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the clock when you do the news. Not really breaking news. With Dean. What do you got? We'll do the news and we'll get out of here. I don't think we talked about it because the last time we got together it's was been like a while. two weeks or something like that. No one does the news like you, fella. Go ahead. Who died? Let's start there. Well, she died at the first year, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor. We have not talked about that. Okay. Yes. They had the funeral today. No. Uh, the, okay. So we didn't miss anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very dark in here. Let me see if I can You want to turn on light no, on? that's all right. I can see you here. Let me just move this over here. No, no, that's all right. Uh, first woman to serve on the Supreme Court was honored at her funeral. Trailblazing jurist who served as a role model for millions of, uh, by breaking down gender barriers for women across many different legal professions. Died in Phoenix on the first, age of 93. 93? Man, these people are making it forever. I'd have lost the over-under on Kissinger. Oh, yeah, Kissinger, that's right. Hundo. I, yeah, he was still alive. I can't believe that's another one. Anyway. You wouldn't believe the countries that were waiting for that fucking dude to die. 
Um, I've been reading about a lot of complicated history. Um, I so I started watching The Crown, and like, dude, you know what this is? This is how I know I'm middle aged, right? I'll watch an episode of The Crown, and then I will read like forty minutes on the fucking last viceroy of India, Lord Mountbatten. <laughs> you know, there's five seasons of that. There's five seasons <laughs> yeah, of that. That's you. fucking rad. Awesome. Oh, okay. I'm gonna take them all in over Christmas. <laughs> As I'm I'm into it. You know how you get old and you're like, you know, one day you're just old as shit and you start learning about the Civil War. That's so basic, bitch. I'm do I'm gonna do the monarchy. I was, dude, I got I read for an hour about Germanic kings. Like I'm listening to a podcast now about the history of the blah blah blah. And like I'm on Edward One, baby. Like I am at the Pantagenets or however I say that. I just don't even know how to say that word. Luckily, you're replacing all the useless knowledge with all this fact information. Yeah, but I think I could do something with that, right? seems like if you learn a lot about – I was a – I studied quite a bit of Western civilization in political theory. What my major in college was political philosophy, like political science, right? Sure. So I, I, can, I can bullshit right now up until about mm, Thomas Aquinas. And that's where I get a little I get a little loosey-goosey on what I know, right? And that kind of times out well with where my Western Civ studies ended. I don't know. It seems like a nice little hobby. You learn about the Mountbatten's died on an IRA bomb. Um, Quite the philanderer. <laughs> <laughs> the world's largest collection of Bob Ross paintings went on display in North Carolina earlier this month. I've been to a uh, the, at, when I went to the LBJ Presidential Museum, they had a Bob Ross display up, so I we I got to see like a lot of bob ross originals and like his shirt that he wore and then like his you know the thing where you take his paintbrush and he'd go and they'd laugh you know every time the paint thinner and then yeah. there was a let's see some like b-cut video remember when he like sometimes he'd bring a squirrel out and shit that was like a real deal like he adopted the squirrel and over a year or two yeah there's a whole like, like thing out. about yeah. that fucking squirrel that was i don't know interesting at the time i'm i like bob ross Bob Ross channel is one of the channels I leave it on for Francis to, went to watch television. I, so I mix it in between the the America's Test Kitchen. This is a real thing that happens. I am not making this up. I li- I think my dog likes the noise, and you know, I mean, yeah. she can't hear. No, I get that. But you just leave the TV on for it, right? And so for the longest time, I left it on America's Test Kitchen, and I, you know, it was repeating. So I thought she'd want something new, and I and I saw the Hee Haw channel. So I gave that a shot. But then I was worried, you know, well, that's a little unicultural. So then I let her watch BET for a while. I did. I evened it out with some BET. And then um, I then I tried the pet channels, but I think the pet channels freak dogs out because they're just, not, you know, if you yeah. don't like watching animals. So now it's back on Bob Ross because it's, you know, nice and easy. Pretty easy listening. for ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. I go to sleep. For a while, I was sleeping to Bob Ross. Like, if you put it on, I need noise. They have, like, a 24-hour channel of yeah. just repeating shows of his. Yeah, and you, there's YouTube yeah. of, like, 74 hours of Bob Ross talking, right? Where weirdos like me have, like, put it together. And so you just, you know, I, you've worked with me for some time now. To go to, to, shut, the, to shut it all down at night, I got to yeah. put... I, I got to put an in plug in, like an old operator. Like, operator, I, I, someone's got to punch 555 Harwood to get me to shut the fuck up a little. And Bob Ross's voice, the short history of podcasts is what I listen to now. Yeah. 
then I'll find, you know what I mean? Like here's 90 minutes on the Magna Carta, which will first off put most people just right the fuck to sleep. Right. But like that guy's British voice, I like, and I listen to it just enough to make the rest of the things like, how come that cat's meeting can't monetize pets? You know what I mean? (laughs) 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 That's what it is. Welcome to the world. Uh, what else we got here? Colorado wildlife officials announced that they successfully have released five gray wolves into the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. The wolves were reintroduced. As and- a rancher, <laughs> how do you feel about that? You are on Team Cow. Yeah. That sounds fucking bananas to you, doesn't it? And that's the big issue is ranchers in Colorado are, are vehemently against this reintroduction of the wolves and then these people like you know they'll go to i'm I'm, i sound like costner's character on yellowstone it's all about the ranch but like you know they have facebook followers and shit yeah Uh, in in indiana so vegan billy who's never been to the woods once is like (laughs) fuck yeah willie the wolf right and then this willie the wolf eats a cow and that you know fucks the whole thing up right because that's what happened. Right. Mm. I don't know. I can make an argument both ways. Like, I'm a conservationist as well. There's If, if there's yeah. wolves in the thing, it's keeping the beavers down and shit, right? The reason there's not wolves there now is because we overpopulated. Yeah, it's there. our fault the wolves are gone. Right. Like, I'm pro-wolf to a point. Like, I'm, you know, there's, isn't there a middle, isn't like everything else? Like, I'm pro-wolf right up until can't get hamburgers. <laughs> and hamburgers are more important to America than wolves. Not that wolves aren't important to America, but due respect, if we lose hamburgers, we're all fucked. <laughs> we, we, seriously, we could lose the Declaration we, of Independence, <laughs> and we'd be like, wow, we could write a new one. But if America lost its ability to get a hamburger tomorrow, we are fucked as a country. You don't come back from something like that. You can write a new Declaration of Independence, you just make a new Nick Cage movie. I'm totally getting a hamburger when we're done. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about them amendments, but you know what? God damn it. I need a jack in the box. Um, A federal judge in New York has ordered a vast unsealing of court documents. Ooh, can I guess? Yes. Uh, Kennedy assassination. No. Oh. The public names... Of Jeffrey Epstein's associates. Oh fuck! I'd have never gone there. Ooh, what's is there? Is there? Is that guy? What's that guy? What's that going to do? <laughs> Apparently, they all these names have been sealed in a civil case, and those who weren't making themselves a part of the civil case. Oh my god! Their, you just know there's six yeah. dudes that like did nothing wrong, but probably took his money. It you know says I mean? that in there. It says including Epstein's victims, co-conspirator, conspirators, oh, and everybody's in innocent here. associates. Innocent associates. That's what you got to hope for. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're just praying for innocent associates, and no one was paying attention that one fucking plane ride. There's just the one guy who was taking out the trash and going, I had no idea what's going on. I think that's what everyone's going to say. I don't know if that's going to be true. Isn't like, isn't there, I'm, I don't, I try to stay away from all of this Epstein stuff because it, you just sound like a bananas person. But like, I, I feel like there's rich people fucked on both sides on this. So no one's, you know what I mean? You right. won't be able to bit like Donald Trump, I'm sure is on this list, but so is Hillary Clinton. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it, it it's a nothing burger maybe. Cause it turns out this, this, you know what I mean? This, when you're that rich, you are connected everywhere. 
It's like Kevin Bacon. It is everyone. Seven connected. degrees of Jeffrey Epstein. It's just unfortunately in this case, instead of being a wonderful actor, you are a terrible child predator. <laughs> just like six degrees of seven bacon. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm reading Liz Cheney's book. It's really good. You should listen. I'm listening to it, I guess, because she she read it. It's very good. What's Her, that called? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. It's this. It's one out there right now where she's talking about what a piece of shit Donald Trump is. Uh, yeah. I- so if you're if you you know most people are dug into this situation already, they're not really going to be like, oh, it turns out I think Donald Trump is the way to go. Like no one's going to all of a sudden become or unbecome sure. what they already are. You're you know what I mean. But it's a good listen. Or one yeah, very like, hey man, I was in the room and this is what happened, and like it wasn't the fucking tourist parade everyone thought of. This cop died. You know what I mean? Yeah. That this person died. This person told us to get the fuck out of the room. This person said, if they get in here, get behind your chairs because it's bulletproof. And then it gets into the Mike Johnson and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, and like this, I'm certainly there's an agenda there, but it's a real like factual, this is what happened. And, you know, Kevin McCarthy's a, I mean, I'm putting words in her mouth, but like an asshole. (laughs) You know what I mean? But be, but I myself am quite dug in on this topic. I'm a, I I came in with my preconceived notions. Fair enough. Want to keep it in the White House? Yeah, why not? A gay sex scandal ignited <laughs> with a group chats regarding a video allegedly depicting a male Democratic Senate staffer having sex with another man in the Senate hearing floor. Fucking Warren Harding knocked up a mistress in the cloakroom of the of the fucking Capitol building. How is that any different? They didn't film it and put it on the web. Well, that's okay, sure. <laughs> like like for money, like for an OnlyFans thing, or like was it was it stolen and then upload? You know what I mean? Big difference if they didn't upload the, their no, deal. No, I think they uploaded. But like, I'm certain. That, like, it's not like, well, there was that blowjob from what's-her-name in the 90s, and then no one got their dick sucked until 2022. Get out of here. Someone is having sex in that building once a week because it's like the Mile High Club. It is, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Getting a blowjob in the White House, and you're, you're a 21-year-old White House staffer? Come on. Some of this is just life. Some of this is just normal. <laughs> gay or otherwise you know what i mean yeah. you don't think it's cool as shit to be like you know remember that one you like when you're 72 and you're telling stories at the bar <laughs> you don't think it's awesome i'm not even gay and i would think it was awesome be like you know what that one time i got my dick sucked in 1923 by you know what i mean that if i would be so cool How, what is the scandal because um, it's on the internet well, the, this was that Senator um, Ben Cardin that was, he was caught on video berating his staffer, and then, of course, he was the bad guy for berating him, and then it turns out the staffer ends up having sex oh. in, the, in the place. How about that Moms for Liberty check being cooler than everyone thought with the threesomes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you didn't see that coming. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll be damned. The people that are trying to ban and burn all them cool books are slinging some D behind the scenes at a girl. Come on out and just be cool. Quit all this other nonsense. Like you're halfway there, man. We're, we're approaching this. We're all attacking her. I think that's the wrong move. Hey, Kyle, you're cooler than we thought. Come on in, dude. 
Um, what else we got here? Here's how you know that husband of hers is charming because she's threesome hot. He ain't. <laughs> that guy, you know, is charming over a martini or a nice bottle of white. He's the organizer. He is the organizer. He is the Michael Collins of the group. Oh, shit. Michael Collins is my favorite astronaut, by the way. Because he was he, he. This is for one specific thing. They're up. In, he's he's one of them up in the moon, right? Uh, ne- Buzz Armstrong. What is it? Neil Armstrong, Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins. Yeah, are the three. But Michael had to stay in the fucking hutch. So like he gets to be you know the uncelebrated astronaut of all time, maybe. Right. But you know what he's great about is he tried to get these guys to shoot a little like. Ah, monsters! You know what I mean? (laughs) If you listen to the transcripts of what their conversations are, he's by a mile the funniest one. (laughs) And you can read their entire... Right. You know, from launch to land, you can hear, you can read everything they talked about. And he's just he's just funny as shit. Like knock it off, Michael. <laughs> We're I just think history here. you're right. Like they're trying to collect samples and shit. And he's like, "Hey, I'll come from the side and we'll make it like a monster movie." He's just rad, dude. That's the way. That's an astronaut to be. Um, an antiques dealer who sold a rare African mask for four point six million dollars won a legal battle with the couple who sold it to him for $165 without realizing what the mask was. So the couple didn't know it was worth a bunch and sold it to him. And then he, an did he know? According to the, the deposition, he did not realize it wasn't until afterwards. Is that well, I would assume. Well, a court lawyer found would out. Say that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but so said, the court found that he was telling the truth and he didn't know it was worth that much either. Right. And then did. He just knew it was rare African mask. Yeah. What he know. Yeah. So like the couple sued because they got they were dumb. They sued because it sold for four point six million dollars and they found out after the fact. And they wanted a little piece of that. And they didn't get any money? No. Good for them. Good for that guy. They even said in the court case that they thought it was a good deal for hundred and sixty five dollars when they originally sold it. Oh no shit. Yeah. Like when they sold it for hundred and sixty five, they're like yeah, you we're can, getting some money out of imagine? this thing. <laughs> this okay. That here's what I want to do. I want to see if that couple in ten years is still married. They're in their eighties, so <laughs> even better. <laughs> okay, because okay, because now every day because you're old as shit and you don't have any filter. Like eventually, when you're married in your seventies, you don't give a fuck what they say back to you anymore. You just say what's on your mind. Sure. So like, let's say in this instance, this dude was like. I don't know, Edna. Let's flip it for a buck sixty-five. And even though she didn't know either, she knows he's the one who did it. I bet Edna <laughs> rides his ass every day when he's doesn't do the dishes or fucks up on the thing or you know what I mean? Or is getting a little mouthy. Every time every time, you know, every time Pete's getting a little yippy around Christmas time about the in-laws, she reminds him that he costs their family four and a half million bucks because he's so clever. I don't think they're like poor or anything like oh, that. Oh, everybody's rich goes, in this situation. The family heirloom was in their second home in the south of France. Oh. <laughs> Hard to feel artifacts. bad for rich people just fucking around with the artifacts <laughs> that aren't theirs to begin with. Right. Interesting. It All kind right. of implied that maybe it got passed down to them from uh, someone. It, it's th- this was the what fuck was are cool. they selling it for then? 
It's a 19th century mask, property of a secret society of the Fang people of Gabon in Central Africa. Is that I would pay 165 bucks for that sight unseen. <laughs> it's a cool looking mask. But it's easy to sell me things, right? Like, I kind of fall for shit. You know what I mean? Like, salespeople love a sales pitch. You know what I mean? I got a jackalope I want to sell you later. Sure, I'll take it. <laughs> I, um, hey, speaking of animal lawsuits, we're fighting about our T-Rex again. Did you see that? No. Sue the T-Rex? Yeah. You know quite a bit about Sue the T-Rex being a rancher. Did you ever go around your land going, we got to find a goddamn dinosaur no. around here? You don't want anything to no. do with that? You, you find th- something, you rebury it. <laughs> what? Yeah, you don't let anybody know about that. What if you find the next Sue? Well, some bitch wait, worth nine million bucks, Dean. Wait until I'm dead. Okay, I'm gonna talk. You realize to you. what happens once they discover something like that on your property, right? What? You, you lose your property. Oh, listen to this. Yeah, it, I mean, it gets taken over. You don't give a shit about the wolves, but they find one T-Rex skull, <laughs> and you're going to war. Your whole demeanor just changed. Right on, dude. <laughs> So I think, so like, so Sue, if you don't know anything about Sue, I'm going to paraphrase this. Find this dinosaur, mm-hmm. and it's the most whole T-Rex that's ever been discovered. And then all of a sudden it's famous. And now there's a big fight, or there was a big fight between the archaeologist about who owned it. The right. landowners or the archaeologists or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It turns out the landowners won. And now they're, now the, now the, I don't know, somebody's mom must have died or something. It's tragic. And the families are like. The people who won the Sioux money are now fighting about the Sioux money. So maybe you're right. You find the rich dinosaur bones, you'd bury it up, and all the all the all the deans will get along. <laughs> I mean, that goes for any artifact. If I was a rancher, if I'm like a 17 year old ranch kid, and this Sioux thing was happening like 100 miles away, I heard they found the whole big ass dinosaur. I would spend my entire every waking minute trying to find a whole goddamn dinosaur on my land. Wouldn't you? As a kid, yes. Yeah, right. As an adult that knows better, no. <laughs> T- okay, after ownerships were settled, the fossil was auctioned off in 97 for 8.3, which is the highest ever paid for a dinosaur fossil. And then in October 2020, when Stan was auctioned off, if you don't, you know Stan? Stan's still here, right? Stan is still here. Yeah, he's in the. he was found in the Hell Creek Formation. Yes. Uh, just like outside of Buffalo, I think. Stan got auctioned for $31 million. That wasn't even complete, was it? No. That was just like the skull and whatnot, I think. Remember when I was a big kick about wanting a little mini T-Rex? I wanted a little mini Sue. That's still... <laughs> I, I want I want T-Rex money. This is why I follow this. Because, you know, the money keeps going up. <laughs> I don't know how you don't want to go find these things. Just give me one T-Rex skull. I'll sit on it forever and then make sure the kids don't fuck it up. And then the grandkids, grandkids be worth a billion bucks. Nine million to 30 million. Okay. Shit, art don't valuate that high. You're starting to sell on me on it a little bit now. You want to go into business? We can we can get out of the toad venom business, Dean. Get it, get it, get into some T Rex money. Such a volatile market with toad venom. <laughs> to be a little we more consistent handle with the the speculative <laughs> nature of the toad venom business. Let's get into something more secure like T Rex fossils. <laughs> You got any more news? Um, Did we go through everybody? Okay. Who di- who else died? Anybody? I think Kissinger, O'Connor. Oh, uh, uh, Eric, uh, pro- how is it pronounced? The guy uh, from Reno, uh, not Reno, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah. I never, Bar- really, I never really watched that show. 
It was a funny show. I liked that. Okay. Well, all right. He died. Rest in peace. Um, that's the only one I other one I could think of. All right. I got some other stories here. If you sure. Want to yeah. Let's do one more guy here. One more. Um, Pick the best one you have left. Well, tis the season. A recent study so that holiday season is more stressful than tax season for many Americans, <laughs> impacting Fucking their mental. Tell that around here with the meetings I'm in today. <laughs> Around tax time, none of you people are stressed out about anything. <laughs> All you people are stressed out right now. Well, we don't have any money to tax. <laughs> the study emphasizes the importance of managing chronic stress to maintain health during the holidays, advocating for simple, healthy habits to mitigate holiday strain. I haven't done yoga for two weeks. I can See? feel it in my fucking bones. I can feel part of my impatience with you guys. Like I'm, just, I am like I have to apologize to Chris Hornick for being so yippy at him in a meeting today about media kits. Like I, I got to send him an apology email, <laughs> which I deserve. He deserves it. It's not, it's not lip service. I was fucking yippy because I'm, you know, I'm. What's well, almost the end of the year? That it's the end of the year. You got to get stuff done. Make make me dance, monkeys, dance. <laughs> produce, <laughs> produce. <laughs> This was a study uh, by the American Heart Association, but yeah. This what said, do they know? <laughs> Work-life balance, touch your toes. You know what I mean? I haven't seen my toes since the season started. All I'm doing is came up in the late '80s, '90s, 2000s. Where it, you know what I mean? Like you're fine. You're fine. No, I agree. I'm, I um I made you all do yoga in a class. I would like to have that gal come back. And you want to come back? Yoga. Yeah. You want to do some chair yoga? I thought it was nice. Yeah, we can. You, we could do monthly chair yoga. I would like that. Done. Monthly chair yoga. Man, that's your. That's your. What else do you want to ask for? Now's the time. <laughs> end of the year. I knew that. End of the year, Dean. If I could ask for anything, you tricked me into that. Fucked it up. <laughs> ask for free chair yoga. Son of a. Oh, no, seriously. <laughs> this might be the last show of the year, and so like, I I want to say this. You, um, I was getting bored. And you completely reinvigorated the show. The show took another, I think, notch up when you kind of got in the middle of it. I'm serious. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, you're, you're welcome. You have that little bit of a smirk on your face. Though. None of it's bullshit. <laughs> okay. It's it's ge- that's a genuine. That's that smirk is a smirk it's of genuineness. Because I never get to see a genuine. Rarely. <laughs> Let you people see who I am. No, I mean it in a, in a genuine thing. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was, you know, you deserve it. All right. That's enough emotions. Get back to work. Do you want a hug? I want a hug? <laughs> get, back to, get back to the salt mines and make my make widgets, goddammit. <laughs> it's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone is Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert 
Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.